Less time on multi-class theater. Rotan wandered off by himself and almost died to the dungeon's boss. But Silway and Mist arrived just in time to save him. He found the body of the old guildmaster and relieved the other interred thieves of their possessions. After a missed opportunity at some Weekend at Bernie-style shenanigans with the corpse of the old guildmaster, the party made their way back to the relative safety of their hideout. And that's where we join them on Multi-Class Theater. I want to welcome everybody back to the Multi-Class Theater podcast. We're glad you stuck with us for this long, and we hope you're enjoying what's going on. Today, we're going to do something a little different to begin. At the end of Last Adventure, a very successful and scary and exciting adventure in which one person almost died, possibly a second if things had continued, but the party leveled up. And the way we're going to handle level ups here is that every so often when I decide it's time or they've done something worthwhile and worthy and heroic or maybe not heroic, I will level up the party. And so the party has been leveled up to fifth level. And we thought maybe some of you out there would find the builds and the character choices and that sort of discussion interesting. So we are going to go through what everyone has chosen in the process of their level up. Who would like to go first? Sure, I can start. So Paladin for me going, going up to level five is actually fairly straightforward. There's not a ton of choice available to me because most of the big choices were made back at level three. I should probably just say a little bit about that, because when you reach level three as a paladin, you get to choose an oath, and the oath defines the trajectory of your character moving forward for the rest of the game. And some people probably think that Rotan would be an oath of devotion fellow, which is like, the uh, classic holier-than-thou, I'm-going-to-banish-the-undead sort of sort of paladin build. But Rotan is actually an Oath of Vengeance paladin, and uh, that was partly mechanical. I liked the, the abilities looking down the road. I thought they'd be a lot of fun to play with. But also, I, I see Rotan as the sort of character who does everything in his power to not let the villain escape. And so, just from my perspective, that seems to fit his character uh, a lot better. So at fifth level, I get a, a couple of abilities, uh, well, spell abilities associated with that oath. And then at level four, I receive an ability upgrade. What are they calling it in 5e? Ability score increase. Ability score increase. That's right. And uh, I instead took the option of choosing a feat, which are little perks that you can get instead of increasing your ability scores. And so Rotan now has the dual-wielding feat. So now I can wield a warhammer in each hand and essentially attack three times per round instead of once. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And the Tamers have names, my understanding? Ah, yes, yes. Uh, I don't think this was previously mentioned, but Rotan has named his hammers. They are Truth and Justice, and I think he wields Truth in his uh, right hand, Rotan's right-handed, and he wields Justice in his, in his left hand, in his off hand. There's probably no symbolism there to be had at all. Rotan also uh, 
I think has his name probably written on these hammers too. And the way I'm sort of envisioning it is is probably the 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 word is inlaid on the actual face of the hammer itself. So like the part you hit with. So there's truth inlaid on one hammer and injustice inlaid on the other hammer and then on the other side you have you see his names so yeah that's uh that's essentially my level upping that i have done so i had one easy choice and one difficult choice for my levels silly was originally a 2-1 rogue sorcerer so i wanted the level in rogue to get to get her archetype and the one i chose is the inquisitive archetype which is a a uh, spy or detective or truth-seeking sort of uh, rogue, which seems very appropriate for someone whose main goal is information gathering. And it gives me some cool features, like if she rolls insight checks to check for lying, if someone's lying to her, she gets a, anything less than an 8 automatically becomes an 8 on the dice roll. And insightful fighting, if she gets a insight check on someone she's in combat with, she can gain sneak attack on them without having to have advantage on it. And then the, the difficult choice I had was what to do about my second level because I really wanted Silway to have some cleric spells, specifically the Thaumaturgy cantrip and some things like Guidance or Bless or things, because I want her to have some kind of like probability manipulation ability as like an extension of her, her chaos magic that she sort of uses. And I couldn't decide whether to get that by taking the Magic Initiate feat or taking a level in Cleric. I was very tempted to take a level in Cleric because that gives me like three cantrips and like every first level spell and to do the knowledge domain, which gives her expertise and two more skills. And it's just a really fun thing to do, but I wasn't sure how it would play out having three classes on the one character and overly complicating things. So what I ended up doing with Diana's assistance was modifying the Sorceress origin. So she's still a wild magic sorcerer, but she also has the divine soul origin or just the divine magic feature of the divine soul origin which means she can select spells from the cleric spell list that was a bit of a retcon because sorcerer's origin is a level one decision for a sorcerer but hopefully it's it works out well because there's two sorcerer cantrips i've never casted to this point in the campaign so i'm just going to replace those with the, the guidance and thaumaturgy that i want her to have and then she also gets the bane uh spells she is a definitely a chaos oriented character and just to be clear, it's just that aspect of the origin that you're taking, not not abilities you gain as you level. There's some super cool abilities with the Divine Soul Sorcerer that I'm not going to get because that would be overpowered. And it's not really appropriate for her anyways because they're sort of healing focused. She gets like angel wings at some point. That's completely not appropriate for Silway. So yes, she gets the just the Divine Magic feature that allows me to select from the Cleric spell list in addition to Sorcerer spell list. But she's still Wild Magic Sorcerer, so she will still be doing all that stuff. And as far as wild magic goes, we're we're using a uh, uh, an increasingly customized list of uh, wild magic effects. Is that correct? Well, I don't know. Maybe you're using a secret list. Mist is still a full single class warlock, and the more I look at this class, the more I just absolutely love it. This doesn't really come up so much in story yet, but Mist has a archfey as his patron. Um, I'm sure that'll come up, but. So there, that gives me some spell options and uh, things that... Actually, oddly enough, I ditched one of my Archfey spell options here to uh, take. Uh, so I could get two third-level spells to play with right off the bat. One of those I'm going to kind of keep under my hat until an appropriate moment comes up in the story. But uh, as Mist is tied to an Archfey, I try to pick spells that are Fey-like to me. So 
things like suggestion, dispel magic to mess with other people attempting to do things and guide them into the actions that I want them to take like a true fae. I picked up a new cantrip of Minor Illusion to continue on with that sort of mental trickery stuff. My new invocation, which I'm super excited about, is the Book of Ancient Secrets. Um, this is a Pact of the Tome Warlock. And uh, the Book of Ancient Secrets means that I get two ritual spells for free from any spell list, and then I can learn any other rituals that I encounter. And I just need to scribe them into my book, and then I can cast them at will without spending a spell slot as long as I spend a couple, ten extra minutes casting the spell. So the short version is I'm basically a magical Swiss Army kitty, and I'm super excited about that. As far as ability stuff goes, I rolled really well when I was creating Mist, so we are now at Charisma 20, so things are just going to start dying like crazy when I point Eldritch Blast at them. Not that they haven't been already. And assuming I don't roll ones, which who knows with my dice. Uh, I think that's the bulk of my progression options here. Which cantrips did you get? As part of my Pact of the Tome, I took the cantrips Prestidigitation, Shape Water, and Mage Hand. And then uh, leveling up, I got the new cantrip Minor Illusion. And Eldritch Blast and Toll the Dead were from my Warlock spell list at creation. Yeah, <laughs> I really like this class. All right, so you ready to get back to the adventure? Adventure? We're not just, like, comparing our... Please, please, yes! <laughs> You had gotten back to the warehouse with the corpse of the guildmaster in tow. Rodkon was a little worse for wear, or very worse for wear. And I think everyone was beaten up. Maybe Mist was in the best shape of the three of you? Uh, that's debatable after our short rest, but I did not roll well on that. I imagine that you would probably want to take some time to rest and recover at least the, the rest of the night before getting into more trouble. But, I mean, you tell me. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that, so that sounds reasonable. And there's stuff that we can do during a long rest, too. How many uh, entrances does our hideout have? It has two. It has the second story entrance, which you and Silway mostly have been using. And then there's the front door, which Rotan has shattered and broken off its hinges. And Grouper is trying to repair without much success. Well... The first thing I'm going to do is take 20 minutes to cast Alarm on each entrance into our uh, hideout using my new ritual feature. And if the alarm goes off, I'll have it give me a mental ping rather than make an audible sound. Aww. Rotan, are you and Grouper going to spend the night in the warehouse or are you going to head back to the inn? Of course not. We're going to go back to the inn. Somebody's too good for the warehouse. Farewell, companions! Things are winding down. In fact, there's only one or two people in the inn when you get back. It's fairly early in the morning or, you know, late at night, depending on your perspective. The sun is, you're starting to see the first few rays beneath the horizon. And you're exhausted and also covered with blood still. Surprisingly, you don't actually get any strange looks when you walk through the door. Seems reasonable. Rotan doesn't think anything of it. 
you go up to your room and when you go up there, you discover that the window is wide open as if somebody threw it open <gasps> and there's some ham on the floor that got knocked over. But otherwise, nothing seems to be missing or out of place. But the ham is still there. The ham is still there, but somebody took some of it. Wait, somebody took some of the ham? Yes. Gruber, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I think so, sir. Um, but why don't you tell me what you're seeing? Well, no, why don't you tell me? Um, I think I left the window open, sir. Oh, was that you? Well, no, sir, I didn't think I did. Um, but, uh, it's open, sir. Well, then, if you didn't think you did, then perhaps you did not. For I see that somebody has pilfered some of the ham. Oh, no, sir. Oh, oh, no, sir. That's, that's, that was your magic ham, sir. What kind of rapscallion would do that, sir? I do not know, Gruber. But we will find out. Oh, yes, sir. Um, should we call the detective inspector, sir? Yes, you should go get the detective inspector immediately. Oh, yes, yes, sir. And he runs out of the room. <laughs> and then Roton's going to go down to the bar or, like, try and find somebody who is engaged in the running of this inn. Okay, you got down to the bar and you find a, I would say, young man in his late teens. And he's standing behind the bar with his head down on top of it, folded on top of his hands asleep. Roton will lean in close to him and say, Why, hello! <laughs> Why'd you do that? I was, I was sleeping here. Are you a, a worker at this establishment? Yes, but oh, hold on a second. <laughs> <sighs> All right, that's better. What do you want? What kind of establishment are you trying to run here? Um, I, I'm not sure what you're saying here. What, what, what do you mean, what kind of establishment is that? I don't understand what you're saying. Somebody broke into my room. Did you lock the door? Yes. Well, then, I, I don't know. He hoists his thumb back over his shoulder to a sign that's on the wall saying, this establishment is not responsible for any lost or stolen items. Roton sees that, and he visibly deflates. <laughs> And he says, oh, well, then I, I'm very sorry. Did, you didn't happen to see anything, did you? He shakes his head. No, uh, no rapscallions about. I, I don't even know what that means. No troublemakers, no hooligans, no up to no gooders. He looks you up and down, taking note of the blood, and then just kind of points at you very slowly. Ha 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 Good man. And then I ruffle his head. <laughs> and then I'm going to go back up to my room. Sometime later, Rotan, Gruber returns by himself. And he walks in the door, his head hanging, much like Charlie Brown, or any cast member of Arrested Development at any point during the series. Then he looks up at you and as if he had been crying and says, Um, sure, I've got some bad news. Yes, out with it, Gruber. Um, he's not coming. He, um, he told me to go fuck myself, sir. In what way, Gruber? Did he tell you to go fuck yourself? Well, kind of like this. He said sort of, go fuck yourself, Gruber. I see. 
I mean, I'm not good at impressions, sir, but it was something like that. And you explained that our room had been broken into? Oh, yes, sir. I told him about the ham and everything. Ah, so you did mention the ham. Well, of course, sir. And at what point did he, uh... Wait, was this at the precinct? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Was he awake? No, sir. Ah. He, he had to be waking up, and so... And it took a while for him to get woken up. And then when he came, he was very cross with me, sir. And then I told him that a magic ham had been stolen or nibbled on a bit. And that's when he told me um, what he told me, sir. Well... I would say do not let it trouble you, Gruber. Clearly this is a, a settlement with a constabulary that has no experience with ham-based crime. I would expect nothing less from a small hamlet such as this. Oh, that is very clever, sir. What? What did I say? Of oh, your pun, sir. Did I say a pun? I think so, sir. Oh, well, I wouldn't know. Anyway, I say we, uh, get some rest, and I'm sure things will look better in the morning. Of course, sir. But if, sir, if you will give me your, your tabard, I'll, I'll clean the blood out, sir. Oh, yes, by all means. Oh, thank you, sir. So he takes your soiled clothing and then leaves the room to go wash it. Groton will probably see if he can find any clues. Okay, that is... This is investigation, I guess, or perception? No, investigation. Investigation. That is an 18 minus 2 is 16. Okay, well, he definitely figures out something. Now the question is, what could he possibly figure out? Ah, they left their name! (laughs) (laughs) As he's investigating, he notices on the frame of the window torn and attached to a nail an exposed nail is a tiny bit of cloak okay what color is it black roton's going to uh keep the clue that he found and then he's probably going to say a prayer and then go to sleep warehouse maybe an hour or so after you finally settle down to get some rest your alarm goes off missed which alarm is it it's the window alarm i'm gonna thwap silway with my tail as i go towards the window to get ready for some kind of encounter ah hey watch it someone's here what someone's here where window And she braces for an encounter. You hop up and you're prepared for anything. When into the window flies another raven. Ah, Silly relaxes. It's just a message. Mist pounces at the raven. All right, see if you hit. Yeah, okay, that's a five. You leap at the raven and the raven does a very impressive looking aerial roll and then flaps up toward the rafters of the warehouse and caws angrily at you. And you can see attached to its leg is another note. Mist, Mist, settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on down, asshole. Sorry. He's not going to talk to you anymore. Come here, bird. You can. I'm, I'm safe. You can talk to me. I don't eat birds. Mist stalks off into a corner. The raven takes a very wide berth and flies around 
in back of Silway and lands on the table, extends his leg so Silway can remove the note. She does so, unfurls it and reads it. And much like the last note, it is written in the same Tyrion thieves cant that you and Selene have used in the past. And it tells you, we saw that you've been successful. Bring the corpse tonight to the third warehouse on the left-hand side of the docks. And then it's signed S. So he rolls it back up. It's her again. She knows we did it. Apparently she's got eyes on us. Well, that's disconcerting. A little bit. She wants us to bring the corpse tonight to another warehouse. I'm getting a weirdly suspicious vibe off of this. It seems strange that she's got she's keeping that close of tabs on us. Well, then that gives us the day to prepare. Can I borrow 55 gold? Uh, <laughs> I, w- why? Can I borrow 5 gold? Wait, let's do this. Can I borrow 5 gold and you get this shiny silver short sword? Um, I'm confused. Why are you, are you selling me a sword? Because I have two. <laughs> and she holds up the katanas. She... Yeah, but, but are they silver? Look, I'm not really good with swords, all right? And I don't like admitting my own faults. So, <laughs> so you want to sell me a sword? I have. I don't use swords. <sighs> Fine. How about this? I need to sell these swords too. I don't know what they're. They seem to belong to a, a wealthy family in town. Why don't we go deal with the unloading some of these things today before the the meeting tonight? And we splitsies the splitsies to take. That seems fair. Ruby. When you say splitsies, do you mean two ways or three ways? I only see two of us here. Good point. Morning comes, and Rotan, you wake to a freshly cleaned and folded pile of clothing. Groomer snores softly at the foot of your bed. You don't know how long he's been there, but you're guessing he probably was up pretty late. Wonderful. I want to make sure Gruber gets a good night's sleep, so I am going to, uh, I think I will read one of the books that I have. Let's read the boring one. Specifically looking for mentions of devils and demons. Once the sun comes up finally, Silway is also going to be reading. She has uh, that journal from the dead guy that she's been eager to to read through, so she's going to take an opportunity to do that. Okay, and so what's the cat going to do while the humans are reading? He's certainly making notes on uh, their adventures thus far in his tome. And also, I do need to figure out what that scroll says. Oh, that's right. You've got a bunch of stuff that you... Oh, I yeah, I, I looted a lot of buried souls. I did a lot of grave robbing last session. I mean, archaeology last session. That's, that's for my archaeologist friends out there. Akshay on the off chance you're listening. The scroll you can read quite easily. It is a scroll, the spell Shadowblade. Oh, 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 oh that's, 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 okay. Oh, baby. Um, oh, yes. Yas Queen. Um, I am, I am digging on this. <laughs> I almost took that as a cantrip. Uh, ooh, ooh, I want to see if I, oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. We're good. You sure? You want to take a minute or? Yeah, no, just. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a pretty that's a pretty spell um something gets in my face baby we're gonna stab it great fantastic teach me i want that awesome rogue spell yeah it's a i mean it's a pretty cool spell first thing silway's gonna do when she walks outside there's gonna be uh, sunlight out there and it'll make her sneeze and those stupid feathers will fall off her face 
Uh, that's right. You did say the sunlight makes you sneeze, didn't you? Call back to episode one. <laughs> it is. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> you walk outside, you sneeze, and the feathers go and scatter everywhere. Oh, finally. And she like rubs her face and it's all smooth and she's happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it's like you knew this would come up. Playing off personal experience. Sunlight makes me sneeze. What did you guys do with the body? Did you just leave it in the middle of the floor or something? That's what I'm picturing. Yes, we just like dumped it. We do have to say something about that body. We can just go full weekend at Bernie's mode. Should probably do something about the door, considering it was just leaning up against the frame. Hey, what's this bag that I've got? Do you want to spend 15 minutes concentrating on it? Oh yeah, I think we can take 15 minutes. Looks like a bag. It does look like a bag, but it's not a tremendously big bag. It's not a sack. Like the size of a paper bag that you may bring your lunch in. And you open it up and you reach in to feel for the bottom. And you keep reaching and you keep reaching. And pretty soon you're going full on Mary Poppins. Yes. Can I stuff the body in here? <laughs> you can't. Unfortunately, it's not that big. Well, well. It's a bag of holding that. small things. You say that. We do have some blades. <laughs> Let's put sharp things in the bag of holding. Nothing can go wrong. No, 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 no. I'm, what I'm saying is... <laughs> hey, 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 do you think Celine needs the body intact? Yeah, she needs it to prove foul play. So the way we found it, we got to leave it that way. Damn it. Okay. Um, Did you want to dismember this poor corpse? Well, I mean, he's not using it anymore. You were going to chop his limbs up and show them the bag, weren't you? It would hide it from anyone... Do you want Fett coming in here and taking the body back and then we have to go through that whole thing again? Oh my god, it's true. Cats will eat you when you die. Oh my god. I'm being pragmatic. Don't <laughs> don't cut up the corpse, please. Fine. Then we need to hide it, and we need to hide it well. Okay, yes, let's hide it well. Let's Maybe not in this warehouse. What, are we just going to lug a corpse around town? Oh, I'm sure that nobody will, <laughs> nobody will find that suspicious at all. I've only got so many charm spells, okay? I thought, oh, they're going to try and bury it. And then I had this vision of Mist, like, half-heartedly kicking a couple of, like, bits of dirt over it and then being like, yep, it's done. That's how cats do. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nobody will find it. All right, this, this, there's got to be, like, a, some boxes or something, uh, some objects in the warehouse to, like, put it behind so it's not obvious if someone walks in here. Can we ring up a series of strings so if somebody opens the door, it, like, waves to them, and they're like, oh, that's an alive person. Everything's cool here. Then they walk in. <laughs> Can we weaken at Bernie's, this guy? Unfortunately, you don't find any pulleys. There are, however, some barrels <laughs> that you were using as seats, and there's a crate that was serving as a table, and there are some drop cloths and things like that around. So you could probably conceal him in some way. Unfortunately, no, you can't find sufficient material to successfully weekend at Birdie's Him. See, drop cloths, we could totally dismember him. It wouldn't be a problem. We could then stuff the drop cloths into the bag. There'd be no effort. Uh, I need them. Cats are evil, it's true. Chaotic good, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, good. Uh. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to knock off the total D-bag of a guildmaster here. I'm I'm in the right. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. I'm good. Okay. Let's put the corpse in a crate and then give it to our top men to put somewhere in the warehouse. 
and... Who's our top man? Gruber? Uh, yes. Wait, no, not Gruber. Let's just do it. You and I. We're the, we're the top men. Does he fit into the crate, or do we have to, like, you know, break him in half? No, he's not, like, stuffing him into a suitcase. You can, uh... That was an American's reference for anyone who's actually watched that fantastic show. Well, you're having way too much fun with this corpse. <laughs> yes, it really, seriously. Yeah, you can easily fit him in. You can fold him over a little bit and fit him in there, but no breaking or dismembering necessary. Silway proceeds to open the crate and, and try to get the, uh, the the body in there. You stuff the body. I mean, you have to wrestle with it a little bit to get it up and in because Mist seems to be uh, not very helpful at the moment. I'm absolutely helping. Okay, so both of you stuff it in and then close the crate and then you can put like the drop cloth back on top of it and the wine bottle and make it look as if it's a table once again. And put a little sign that says not a corpse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like this image of like Mist shouting up into the rafters in response to the narrator like, no, I'm helping! <laughs> Mist, you enter to find Rotan sitting at the table, reading a book, enjoying a very hearty breakfast. And he's looking immaculate as if, like, you're still all haggard and dusty and clothes are torn and bloodstained, and Rotan just looks immaculate. Because I'm a cat, and cats are not known for grooming themselves. Well, I mean, I was talking about your clothes, not so much your fur. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Unless you're naked, and that's something else. Uh, no. Pants? Definitely not optional. Um, hey, buddy, you get a good night's sleep? Oh, yes, very nice. Uh, how, how about you? No problem. We, uh, we have, we have an appointment this evening, um, but, uh, you know, figure we got the data to run errands and whatnot. Ah, what, uh, what kind of appointment? Um... Well, just uh, just sort of a follow-up to, you know, last night, shall we say? Ah, bringing down the Thieves' Guild. Subtlety, thy name is Rotan. Uh, that's, well, I don't know. It sounds like the name is Subtlety to me. Okay, never mind. Uh, that is, that is, that is probably a thing. Okay, just, just for future reference, that is probably a thing that we don't want to, like, be saying loud or at all. What? Subtlety? It, no, no, the other thing, because we don't know. Oh, bringing down the Thieves' Guild! Yeah, jeez. I need to learn the silent spell. Yes, because if, if there are members of the Thieves' Guild around, and they hear us saying that stuff, they will try to murder us. Yes? And then we will know who they are, and we can bring them to justice. Right. Well, they may... Okay, they're the Thieves' Guild. They may not fight, you know, um, honorably. Yeah? They may be sneaky with, like, poisons and stuff. Ah! Or ambushes. And, uh, there's, there's, there's only room enough for one ambush predator in this town. And, uh... Yes, that's true. Which is why I say we should be open about it. No. Do you fight a dragon by breathing fire on it? Of course not. You stab it a bunch of times. Have you fought a dragon? Well, <laughs> have I fought a dragon? Uh, no. No. 
Not yet, I haven't. Well, you know, it's in the name of the game, so there's still time. Anyway, uh, but here's the thing. If you announce to the dragon that you're coming... Do you know where there is a dragon? No, this is a... Me- Do you know what a metaphor is, buddy? Sometimes. Okay. This is this is one of those times. If you were to fight a dragon and you announced that you were coming, the dragon could point its fire at you before you get to it to stab it a bunch of times. Yeah? Uh, yes. So we don't want the Thieves Guild to direct their fire at us until we get close enough to stab them a bunch of times. Yeah? Well, that doesn't seem very fair. The dragon has the advantage of being a fucking dragon, and there's a lot more of them than there are of us, so... Dragons? No, the Thieves' Guild. Ah! Mist pinches the bridge of his nose. Can we have this conversation outside? Yes, yes, I'm just about finished here. I leave a gold coin on the table as a tip. My name is Roton von Mustard, and you will never believe what has just happened to me. I have recently been approached by a strange gentleman strangely garbed. Now he claims to be some sort of wizard, and that if I hold this uh, black snake firmly by its neck and speak into its fluffy head, my words will be conveyed by mysterious magics directly to the ears of people all over the world. Truly astonishing, no? He has requested that I read some sentences off of a page that he has handed to me, and they are perplexing and cryptic sentences indeed, but I, Rotan, will not be daunted by unfathomable vocabulary. So, look out, words, here comes Rotan. Greetings. My name is Bracket, insert name here, and Bracket, and you have arrived at the mid-roll of the Multi-Class Theater Podcast. On behalf of its players, I would like to thank you all for listening to our show. Every game we play together is an absolute blast, and it is such a pleasure to share it with you all. If you enjoy what you hear... Please help us out by leaving a rating or review on your podcast medium of choice. Be it iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please also be sure to hit like and subscribe. Subscribe. Hard word. I do not disapprove of hitting things, but what a tiny librarian has to do with anything is beyond me. Hit like and subscribe. And now, without further ado, here's the rest of the episode. Let's see now, that's everything on this side of the page. Hmm, nothing on the other side. I suppose that means I read it all. Ha ha, take that, words.
when you arrive at Mugby's, the door's closed. You don't see any lights within because it's the morning. Roton pounds on the door. Okay, Roton pounds on the door. And after a few minutes, you hear some shuffling inside. And then the door cracks open and he looks up at you, squinting into the sunlight. And he says, Yes, can I help you? Hello again, Mugby. We have things to sell. Oh, we don't open till 11. What are you doing here? Well, we thought you were open now. Mist pinches the bridge of his nose. You really should post hours if you're going to only open at 11. Well, it's a magic shop. Most people don't need magic at what time is it? Not 11. We're really sorry to disturb you, Mugby. We'll be back at 11. No, no, no. You're here. Come on in. He opens the door, and you see him standing there in a nightshirt and a little sleeping cap and fuzzy slippers. And he, as he walks towards the counter, he's rubbing his eyes with one hand, and he snaps his fingers, and the various candles around the room illuminate. Can I interest anyone in some tea? No, thank you. I just had some coffee. Or what about you, Mr. Cat? It's just missed, but also I'm good. But by all means, you do you. Oh, thank you. You see him flick his wrist, and a kettle hops up on the hook over the fire and starts to boil. He takes a sip of tea. <sighs> really helps with my immersion. That is excellent tea. Oh, thank you. It's an old family recipe. And she reaches for the bag that Mist is holding. Mist opens it up so she can... She'll fish her hand in there and pull one out. His eyes grow really wide as you reach your hand into the bag. Oh, I say, very valuable that bag is. I'm sure, but the swords are actually what I was going to show you. It has a family crest on it. His eyes get really wide and he pushes the sword away from him towards you. Oh no, can't buy that. Missy, if I were you, I would get as far away from those swords as I could. Why? Why? What, what did you see? You don't know who the Andalini family is. Andalini? Yes, I think you should. I think I've seen you around here, Missy, skulking about the rooftops from time to time. Oh no, that wouldn't be me. Nobody sees me when I do that. Well... The Andalini family are very old, very ancient, and they were the ones who first started the Thieves' Guild, you see. Oh, then I, I should know that, shouldn't I? Just, yes, you yes. should know that, yes. Huh. So, I don't know where you got those swords from, but I would think... Some people in the Thieves' Guild would really like to have them. I, and yeah. probably wouldn't be shy about trying to take them from you. Are you saying that we could potentially catch us some thieves with these swords? I don't know why you'd want to, but um, I suppose. And then she'll put it back inside the, the bag of holding, if Mist is still holding it open for her. With the Guildmaster's seal on his finger. Mist is, it's, it's like you went to Harvard, Mist. <laughs> like, also, did you notice my, uh, my Guildmaster's ring? 
I mean, if you don't become the guild master of the thieves guild by s- literally stealing the seal from the previous guild master, yeah. I don't even know what we're doing here. Exactly. <laughs> I really want a face to face with Feck just to point that out. Actually, um, would you happen to have a scroll of silence somewhere in your vast collection here? Oh, well, yes, I could drop you one. That would be amazing. For silence, um, I don't know, what do you say about 75 gold pieces? Ooh, that's a, ooh, that's a bit out of my price. I was kind of looking at more like 30, honestly. Oh, that's not going to work. Yeah, okay. Would you like a potion? I have a potion. Oh. Silly fishes out potion. her backpack and pulls out the potion of hill giant strength. It's very interesting. Oh yeah, I'll trade it for the potion. Somebody looks over at Mist. You owe me. And then she hands over the potion. Make it worth our while. Anything else in that wonderful bag of yours? Pull out the random jug and the pouch, which I just realized at this point I have not yet actually opened. And there's a lantern in there too. Oh yeah, and the lantern. Um, let me see that lantern. If you will do it, do it, do it. Show it to him. Oh, what you have there is a lantern of revealing. Hmm? Silly's eyes perk up immediately. Very useful in seeing things that don't want to be seen. That is... Tell me more. Oh, I don't know much more. I mean, give me a minute and I'll look in me books. Yes, please. Silly's practically bouncing on the balls of her feet. Lantern of revealing. I can reveal things. Isn't that what all lanterns do? Uh... Reveal things. <laughs> and... If you shine it on a creature that's invisible, you'll be able to see it. Oh, that's so cool. Silly kind of grabs for it. Yes. Love it. Love everything about it. I'm going to take a peek into the pouch before I offer it to Mugby for inspection. I mean, like, if it's just a regular pouch with gold in it, that would feel like a really stupid thing to have checked out. I would like you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, 12? You open the pouch and hold it close to period and accidentally inhale some of the contents of the pouch. And when you do, you start sneezing uncontrollably. God damn it. Well, I figured out what that does. And to the point that you are having trouble breathing. Yeah, it just keeps sneezing and keeps sneezing. Kitty sneezes are adorable. Fuck you! (laughs) So keep keep that up until the effect wears off, Mike. Uh, yeah, well, actually, keep it up. And at the end I'm of... I'm dizzy doing it. Well, you don't have to, at the end of the turn, you have to make another saving throw, which we'll guess figure out what it is since we're not in combat. And you keep sneezing until you either save or, or die. pass out. No, not die, just pass out. <laughs> a turn is like six seconds, I believe. Yeah, right? Yeah, but we'll go a little bit farther in the conversation, and then I'll have you roll again. Mist is just sneezing adorably in the... Oh, there you are. Sneezing adorably in the background. Oh, um... Oh, he'll be alright. What else do you have? Oh, the, um... The, 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 the jug. You wanted me to see the jug. Can someone get it from him? I'm not, I think he's contagious. I'm not sure I want to grab that out of his hand until he stops sneezing. Uh, what's about you, Rotok? Can you get me the jug? That is adorable. Oh God. Kill me. What did I do? 
That seems like a really useful bag. I totally Roton want Roton takes now. another long sip of his tea. Okay, uh, Mist, go ahead and try to save again. Oh, fuck me, it's a six. <laughs> um, okay. He's curled um, up in a ball at this point. I assume, like, the jug is on the floor at this point, since you're curled up in the ball? Yeah. Alright, he, he looks... He, he extends his hand and he says, Leviosa. <laughs> Wrong universe. <laughs> and the jug floats over to him. And he starts examining it. Dish. And he holds it up as if he's presenting it on a game show. This is an alchemy jug. It can hold a lot of liquid. And you can basically name a liquid. And it will come out of the jug. Here, let me show you. And he holds it up and he says, Coffee. And then he tips the jug over and hot coffee pours out of the jug into his cup. Oh, I gotta get so drunk off of that. Okay, That's Mist, amazing. you can save again. Oh god, can I? Oh, Jesus, you're getting worse. It's a five. <laughs> Alright, so the question is, how many rounds can you last before you know. go unconscious? You tell me. I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, this is the best. Silly asides to Rotan. That pouch could be really useful. I know, right? Yeah. The I... entertainment value alone. Right. <laughs> this is going to continue until Mike actually passes out. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god, just roll again. Make it stop. Roll again. 20? <laughs> okay, that, that'll do it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm gonna throw this in Feck's face and laugh for about an hour. Well, I hope you don't lose your consciousness then. I mean, laughing can be very dangerous. I've heard it's the best medicine. That's what Reader's Digest tells me. I don't know who this reader is, but he's very misinformed. Ah, that's a very useful pouch of powder, though. Oh, yes, I think it's powder of choking and sneezing. Ooh, choking and sneezing. Twice the fun. Well, that's kind of what he was doing. Yeah, so he seems entirely unconcerned about Mist's health. So, I'm, I'm happy to help you, but how about a little something for the trouble? Oh, you want to get paid. Wow. I mean, like, it's a business, dude. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's a business. I didn't... Oh, okay. I thought we were just friends. Alright. Um, I just met you. What, do you. what do you charge for identifying items? I don't know. You have about ten gold pieces per. Per item? Well, yes. They're very special, very magical items. I don't know if I can afford ten gold pe Can you just cast the forget spell on me and, like, take the knowledge back so I don't have to pay for it? No. No? I mean, you could do it the hard way, but... And he points towards Miss. You see what happens when you start messing around with things you don't understand? Ah... Uh, do we have that much gold? He looks expectantly at Rotan. Yeah, Rotan, you're rich. Do you have that gold? Rotan is not paying attention anymore. Rotan! Sipping his tea. Rotan, do you have any extra money? What? Do you have any extra gold? We need to pay for the... We need to pay uh, Mugby. Yes, yes, I have gold. Yes. Oh, could you spot us? 
Oh yes, how, how much do we owe you? Well, I identified four items, so 40 gold pieces. I'm pretty sure I identified that pouch. I activate my fae present. Okay. <laughs> you rolled a four. Mugby, you are just the best. We love coming oh. here because you are so helpful to us. Oh. And... That's so sweet of you to say. You really are good people. I don't care what anyone says. What? Who's saying other things? Oh, you know, people, they Mist, Mist is waving his hand at Silway as in a, just just knock it off, knock it off, knock it off, sort of gesture. Could, 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 we, could we maybe negotiate on that? Like maybe five for, like, 15 total? I do like you, so 15 seems fair to me. But you've got to promise to come visit old Mugby. Oh, of course we will. Rotan, what do you have? And have some more tea, and maybe curl up by the fire. I think you'd like that, Mr. Cat. It's just missed, but yeah, I mean, I do. I am a sucker for a warm hearth, what can I say? Um, Mugby? Yes, my dear? Do people come in here and talk about us? She's still well, stuck on this, clearly. You know, a bit. I try not to listen, but, you know, one must be polite. Can I ask what you heard? Well, truth be told, they don't like your haircut. What? Who who doesn't like my haircut? Oh, most people. They say it looks like you cut it with your own knife. Well, I mean, that's the only sharp thing I have. Well, you could go see a barber. They say a proper girl would have a proper hairstyle, that's what oh. they say. Yeah, I've been hearing that for years. Ugh. She kind of turns and heads towards the exit, she's like disgusted at this point. And, and I hate to say this, and I, um, I don't say I agree with them, because I like you and I don't think this, but if I'm truly being honest, I've heard people say that, um... That Rotan is a moron. That's rude. Yes, it is rude. I say they don't know what they're saying, but they're very insistent about that. And I don't argue with the detective inspector. That's extra rude. Rotan's jaw is just dropped. <laughs> He's like, he said that about me. Oh, yes, but I'm sure he was just blowing off steam. You know how people get sometimes. Oh, dear. Well, Silway's kind of annoyed by the haircut thing, so she's headed for the exit. Rotan will also leave. So you leave. I do like how nobody had anything bad to say about Mist. <laughs> oh, I noticed the, the, the distinct lack of... Been fake presencing all over the place. So they're, they're big fans of you. What can I say? Until they figure it out. Yeah, that's when I just switch it to fear, Fae Presence Frightened. All shall love me or despair. <laughs> oh gosh, <Yeah>. that scene. <laughs> I was thinking more like you were like the crusty doll with the switch with good and evil on the back. Silway's <laughs> so still fuming about her hair. Stupid people and they're stuck up. <sighs> proper lady needs a proper haircut. Roton is a moron. Yeah, that's rough. I'm gonna need a quiet place to hold up for a few hours. Roton is a moron. Uh-huh. Roton is a moron. Do you not know what that means? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Okay. Why would he say something like that? I, I don't know. Roton is a moron.
go to the Saucy Sailor, and it's picked up a little bit. There are people there eating lunch, but you're able to find a quiet table in the back. This is actually the same table that Rotan and Gruber were sitting at. And Rotan, you and Silway settle in. Lunch is bangers and mash. Mist, when you go upstairs and open the door, Gruber is very shocked to see you. He bolts r- upright off the floor because he was, for some reason, just still sitting on the floor. Um, is, is Rotan all right? He's not hurt, is he? Oh, no, well, I mean, honestly probably a little emotionally but physically he's fine they're downstairs having lunch i just uh i just needed a quiet spot for a bit you're fine buddy you 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 go ahead and and you do you like i'm not uh, i don't mean to disturb you no no you said he's hurt um his feelings are hurt uh yeah 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 well apparently the detective inspector has said some not nice things about him that's kind of getting around and i'm not Uh... sure how well he's taken it Oh, the detective inspector is, he's very rude. He told me last night to go fuck myself. Yeah, that's, wow, that, that, and not, I mean, if you're flexible enough, you know, more power to you, but the guy has, the guy struck me as kind of a dick from the get-go, so, yeah. Any rate, yeah, so they're downstairs having lunch. Uh, I just needed a quiet spot to hang for a bit. I'll leave you be, um, cat, and I'm gonna go see if Rotan needs some cheering up. Maybe I can bake him a pie. Yeah, just make sure you don't burn the whole inn down in the process, right? Oh, that's a good point. I don't even know if Miss knows that. That just... <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to think on this. Um, The room is yours. Please help yourself to some ham. But I warn you, there is a hamburglar running around. Mist's eyes get really wide and his ears prick straight up <laughs> at, that, like, at that mention of the ham. All right, bye. And he almost runs out of the room. That is an odd little man. <laughs> and Mist will hop up on the bed and uh, take out his tome, which is uh, uh, bound in black leather with a white star kind of embossed on the cover and gold trim at the corners. The edges of the pages are gilded as well. And he will start scribing uh, a couple of ritual spells, what I've got in my pocket here. Downstairs, Rotan and Silway, you see Gruber come racing down the stairs, and he runs up to the table and he says, Oh, sir, I just heard about the terrible news. Don't you worry. I'll go get you something that would chew you right up. Before you can say anything, turns around and runs out of the tavern. Oh. Is he always like that? Who? Uh, Gruber? Yes, Gruber. Well, he's never run off to get me something before on his own initiative. Yes. You said you were reading about the Brotherhood earlier. Did you learn anything helpful? Uh, yes, yes. Did you know that they once, for for New Year's party, made a wheel of cheese that was the size of a wagon? Oh, that sounds delicious. It wasn't by the end, but... (laughs) But in the at the early stages, apparently it was it was something to behold and consume. How they got the rock, or where it is, or anything? Uh, nothing about demons, but um, but there have been uh, some very suspicious disappearances that seem tied to the activities of the Brotherhood. So. Oh, disappearances. Wink. Why? Why did you wink at me? Uh, nefarious activities and all that. 
I'm not convinced they're nefarious. I think they're just a bunch of drunks, like everyone says. You'll learn. Really? This is how they always look. Innocent. But don't the actual innocent people also look innocent? Well, yes, that is a problem. That is a fair point. After we deal with this corpse situation, Celine can get us inside that Griffin's perch and we'll be able to find out more. You don't think Gruber's gone off to light a house on fire, do you? <laughs> he seemed pretty innocent, so he probably did. I did tell him not to do that. Maybe I should go after him. So I guess Rotan's gonna walk out and try and find Groover. Ooh, three-way party split. <laughs> I still like how Rotan has been invited to the Brotherhood and has not mentioned this to anybody yet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's because I keep forgetting too. <laughs> it's just like, of course I'm invited. Doesn't everybody know I'm invited? Why wouldn't he be invited? out on the street and about 10 or 12 doors down you see Gruber pounding at the front door of the house. Gruber what are you doing? Oh sir um I wanted to surprise you sir. You're not going to burn a house down are you? Oh no sir but I was going to find a detective inspector and I was going to punch him in the face and then ah. I was going to bring him to you but sir I didn't know where he lived so I was just going door to door. I I do not think that would be a wise course of action, Groover. But sure, he, he wronged you, sir. Well, he did. He did. But not in a criminal way, unfortunately. No, sir, but, but it's your honor at stake, sir. It is. But there is a part of me that cannot help but wonder. Perhaps I am a moron. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. You're, you're so smart and kind. I've known morons. You're not a moron. Me cousin Doug's a moron. What? <laughs> really? I've heard you say precious little about this cousin Doug. Oh, oh yes, sir. He's, he's the shame of the family, sir. Why don't you tell me about it? Okay, sir. It's see, he's a wizard. A, a gizzard? No, sir, a wizard, sir. Oh, a wizard? Yes, sir, but he's not very good, sir. He gets all the spells wrong, sir. Ah, meaning what? He tries to do simple things like, you know, lift something off the ground, it explodes. <sighs> well, that doesn't happen when I lift things off the ground. No, sir, and you can remember things, sir. And you're smart and you can figure things out, sir. And you're brave and you're noble. And, and you're, you're right honourable, sir. I'm just going to say it, sir. What that bastard said to you was just... It was wrong, sir. Well, Gruber, uh, I'm not sure what age demographic we're trying to pander to anymore, but, um, but I am touched that you would use such strong language in my defence. Well, sir, it's the truth, sir. But I would not, not go and, and punch him. Do not punch the detective inspector. Oh, okay, sir. Only because you say not to, sir. But, sir, can I ask you something, sir? Yes. Can I burn his house down, sir? No, Gruber. What did I say about burning houses down? 
Oh, that's right, sir. But but I thought you could make an exception, sir. No, the, the inspector is not a bad man. I'll have to disagree with you, sir. walking along the warehouses and as you get to the third one on the left so a, a cold sweat starts to run down the back of your neck you know this warehouse you approach near the front door and there is a sign that was once brightly painted now hanging by one chain above the door it swings freely in the breeze and the sign says Isiliath Shipping Company is that what it says? That is what it says. Silway freezes a little bit and stares at the sign and does her best effort not to, like, change her expression or get emotional or anything. But she clearly, if you're paying, if you're noticing her at all, she clearly stops and uh, notices something and has to collect herself. What's, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the story here? You've been here before? What's the, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I, I've been here before. I know this warehouse. I'm... I'm wondering why Celine chose this one. She kind of pauses and like shakes her head, like, "Ah, oh, okay, it's, it's it's fine. Let's just let's just do this." Are we a 100% that this is in fact Celine's hall? Are we being set up because I don't like that? Is this a Silway or Mara situation? This is a Mara situation. Ah, okay. Thank you for asking. Wink. Okay, I'm gonna do, do a quick insight check if that's all right to see if I can like okay. discern motivations for choosing this warehouse okay 11 plus something five 16 just by looking at the warehouse it looks like it's been abandoned for a little while even though you've only been gone for a month or so it looks like it has not been in use for about that long was i aware of it before i left and was it in use when i left yes interesting so she turns to her companions and says when i left this building was not abandoned Something's happened. I don't know what, but Celine must have chosen this building for a reason. How long do we have until we're supposed to meet with her? Oh, probably a few minutes. If Knowing her, she's already has a few scouts staked out around the buildings here and knows that we're here standing in front of the door talking and is just waiting for us to go inside so she can appear dramatically. Rotan looks around. Perception check! <laughs> That's a three. <laughs> Rotan is, in fact, standing in the middle of the street. Am I carrying the body? <laughs> I assume you all are, unless Mist did like mage hand or something to go underneath the crate and have it float. Yeah, that, that seems that seems about right. I'm gonna throw my book down on top of the crate and run through the detect magic ritual to try and get a read on this warehouse. No, because you're not in range of anything, okay. so you're not Fair getting enough. anything yet. How long ago were you here last? Mara? I left Nightfall about a month ago, and the reason I left was sort of tied to this building, and it was in operation at the time, and now it looks like it's been abandoned for years, and that makes no sense at all. And what did they do here? Uh, shipping. This is a import-export warehouse. Reputable? 
theory. Hmm. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we go in? Rotan's gonna go for the door. Uh, is it closed? Yeah, the door's closed. Is there a knob? Much like the warehouse you were just at, there are two doors that swing outwards. Uh, I'm gonna try and open them. They're heavy, but you're big, strong Rotan, and you have no problem opening them. Excellent. You open the doors, and inside it is pitch black, except for Mist, who sees standing in the middle of the warehouse is Celine, and next to her is an even taller woman in silver armor. She's standing there with her arms crossed across her chest. So can I see these as well? Uh, if you can see in the dark, you can. Up to 60, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you see this as well. And you recognize the woman in the... You don't recognize her but you do recognize the armor as one of the Silver Sisters. And between them is a makeshift, almost looks like a bed uh, or an altar that has been assembled by putting three crates together. And there's a tarp over top of them. What's going on? Do we trust these people? Which people? Are the people in there? Whispers loudly. I can't can't see anything. Rotan, you have not met Selene. I have not. She's wearing an eye patch. Oh. One of them is wearing an eye patch, so clearly not the reputable sort. That would be Celine, and you're half right. Ah, that's one of the villains, no doubt. We shall see. Ah, she, she's in there, though. Can you? Can we well, let a torch or she's something? She's got an eye patch, so we already know. Oh, I don't. What about that silver armored chick, though? She's like, I don't know, shiny. There's two of them. But, yeah. Who's yeah, in here? Better. Someone light a torch or something <sighs> you know we can hear you just come in please we we know you can hear us just just give us a minute <laughs> Celine just face palms <laughs> would you mind lighting a torch Celine Celine snaps her fingers and all of a sudden torches all around the perimeter of the warehouse on the inside illuminate and Classic villain move. Standing is the assembled thieves guild, both on the ground floor and the catwalk above. All of them looking at you. Now, when you say assembled, do we see is is Feck among them? Yes, Feck and his two stooges that you saw at at the saucy sailor. What is this, Celine? What's going on? We are gonna settle something now. So please just bring your package in here, and someone. We'll be getting what's coming to them. Ah, I understand. <laughs> and then uh, Roton's going to go out and, and start dragging the crate in. Silway is going to like stare directly at Celine and like narrow her eyes and then say, you're right, it's time. And then she'll stride towards her a little bit. Or if Roton's getting the, the corpse, she'll sort of stay with the corpse and Roton and, and go inside the, the warehouse. So as you enter the warehouse... All of a sudden, you hear a voice from off to Celine's right on the other side of the makeshift table. Hey, there she is, bro. What did I tell you, bro? Gotta get her. Come on, man. Get her, bro. <laughs> and his two flunkies step forward and step towards Silway. Silway's got her hands on her daggers, prepared for a fight. Mist grins, showing all of his long, sharp, pointy kitty teeth, and says... How wonderful for you to assemble my guild for me. That's far enough, boys. I think we can handle this from here. Nah, bro, what are you talking about, bro? Come on, bro. He slaps his chest and he's like, come on, bro, let's go. Come on. No, bro, no, 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 bro, no. What the 
fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, bro, don't don't step up to me like that, bro. Come on. Who? who I'm sorry. Who? Who are you? Nah, bro. I'm fact, bro. This is my guild. Don't bring that weak ass shit in here, bro. Your guild. You say this is your guild. Yeah, bro. Everybody knows it, right, boys? And his two flunkies say yeah, and everybody else is suspiciously silent. I mean, prove it. But, bro, what, what do I thought? Who are you, bro? I'm the guild master. Who are you? What? Come on, bro. Don't, don't, don't play. You trip it. He holds up his hand. I've got the guild master's seal right here. A loud gasp goes through the crowd, and you hear murmuring. Oh, he does have the seal. Oh my goodness, how'd he get the seal? Oh, the seal. And, uh, <laughs> Fact looks down at his hand and realizes for the first time that it's uh, missing the ring. Nah, that ain't right, nah. This is still my guild. I don't know who you are. All right, boys, a few thieves on the upper catwalk pull out crossbows and point it at you. Well, that's not very nice. At this moment, there'd be like this screeching sound of like furniture being dragged across wood (laughs) as like Rotan comes back in dragging this crate. (laughs) It is just like slowly like... And then he releases it. Boom! <laughs> and then he looks around, like, <laughs> finally, like, taking things in for the first time. As everybody just stares at him in total silence. This continues to grin because this is the funniest shit. <laughs> I think they've got crossbows pointed at us. So so let me, let me get this straight. You're going to say that you're the guild master, but you don't have your proof of office. You don't have, like, the emblem of your station. Hey, damn, bro, everybody knows me. That's a fake, bro. You probably brought it down in Old Town. They'd be selling fakes of, like, the orc ears and, like, you know, I don't know, bro. I mean, it worked pretty well in the catacombs, so I don't know. But, like, where's yours then? Like, go ahead. If this is a fake, show me the real one. Show me the original one. He starts patting himself down. I don't know, bro. Maybe I left him in my other pants. Yo, bro. This is everybody knows me. Nobody knows you. Who are you, bro? I don't know you. So what what are we doing? Celine, at this point, takes a deep breath and steps forward with her arms out. She says, all right. Okay, everybody just. (sighs) Okay, enough. Enough. You two put your things away. You can measure them later. You're talking about those two guys and their crossbows, that we can measure their crossbows later, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a family show. They're pretty big crossbows. Mara, can you show everybody what you have in the crate? So we uh, cheese one of her daggers and uses that free hand to lift the lid off the, the crate, and the corpse is now visible. <gasps> oh, it's a guildmaster. It's the guildmaster. Oh, my God, the guildmaster. I thought he was dead. I think he is dead. He's not moving. Is he dead? I think so. Yeah, he's dead. Look at he's green. <laughs> That's how you tell folks. <laughs> when they're green, they're definitely dead. You, um, the, the tall one, I, I don't care to know your name. Can you bring him here and lay him on the table? Oh, you're talking to me. Uh, yes, yes. You lay him down on the table. How, how far am I from Celine? When you lay her down on the table, you're just a few feet now. Okay. I'm going to whisper to her, I've got my eyes on you, both of them. 
Uh, this is, uh, oh god. No tricks, villain. Thank you. Just go over there, please. It's just, you're giving me a headache, really. Brothers, sisters of the guild, we've brought you here tonight because there's been a great deception. What you were told, what you thought was true, is a lie. Our beloved guildmaster did not just simply die. He was murdered. And then Celine turns to the Silver Sister and nods at her. And the Silver Sister, who had said nothing so far at all, steps forward and raises her arms in the air and says, Draguna Makoides Rikorum Satisti. And there's silence. And also, that's a really deep reference that hopefully somebody will get. <laughs> not it. Not me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the guildmaster's eyes open. They're all white. He doesn't look like he's returning to life or anything like that. But he opens his mouth, and a soft whisper emanates. Based on the way he's been positioned and the way his head is looking, the first person he sees is you, Selway. And he says, Mara, oh, it's so good to see you again. I'm so glad you came back. I was worried about you, Mara. About me? You're a good kid, Mara. I never wanted to punish you. And then Selene steps forward and says, Guildmaster, please tell us what happened. And he says, oh, Selene, I was murdered. Fuck, he murdered me. And he murdered my boy. I just wanted to open an orange grove and farm with my boy. I was gonna retire. I was gonna name you the new guildmaster. But this bastard, he came and he poisoned me. You betrayed me, Feck. You betrayed me. And then he grows silent. I mean, I Well, that was interesting. <laughs> really good stuff. The Thieves Guild erupts in chaos. Oh, oh my god, it's... I knew it! I, I, that's what I was saying all along! You owe me ten gold pieces. That's what QAnon told me! As Vec is screaming his denials. Nah, bro, nah, it's a trick, bro! He just been nah, bro! Hey, no, what are you doing, bro? No! And all of a sudden, four thieves jump on him and seize him and seize his two minions. Yeah, feck him up! And Selene steps forward and says, It is the judgment of the guild that for this heinous action, Feck, you will pay the ultimate price. You will be executed, and you will be raised as the new Warden of the Crypt. But don't worry, you'll still have friends. And she looks over at his two flunkies. Nah, no, bro, no, it's all lies. Don't believe me. No, come on, come on, where are you taking me? And the thieves drag the three of them out of the warehouse. And the thieves, unsure what to do, are just talking amongst themselves. And Selene waves the three of you forward. I feel like I should feel a little bit bad about this. Don't feel bad. Selene sheaths her daggers and then strides over towards Selene. I don't think he's going to be a very good guardian. He doesn't really have a choice in the matter. Hmm. Selene steps forward to you, Mist, and holds out her hand. Can I have the ring back now? I don't, I kind of like the look of it. Uh... That's adorable. Mist, but you don't want that ring. And she puts her fingers between her lips and whistles really shrilly. 
and all of the thieves in the guild turn their attention to you and every thief on the upper level has a crossbow trained on you and the thieves on the ground floor have their daggers and short swords drawn ring god damn y'all are yeah he hands it over don't mess with the thieves guild mist thank you but don't worry uh, isn't that exactly what we've been doing silway mara mara i said mara i totally said mara yes you said I'm sure i thought it was right down the <laughs> wait was that actually a dead character did you slip or i i think it should be a character <laughs> That was, uh, I think that was an out-of-character slip. Okay. So, you're going to disband the guild now, right? Selene looks at Silway. She gives her a, is this guy serious look? Um, Rotan, the, the guild isn't getting disbanded. We just replaced its leader who was terrible with a leader who will be better. But, but that wasn't the plan. The plan was to undermine and weaken, and she sort of give Selene a look, but we were not going to destroy it. But this person has an eye patch. Clearly we have replaced a bad person with an even worse person. No, no, I I, I highly doubt that is true. You know, just because just because someone dresses a certain way doesn't mean that they are in fact evil. You don't know what happened to her in the past. Hmm. How I lost my eye is really none of your concern. But you have been dears, and you will be rewarded for your service. The Thieves' Guild does pay its debts, and we owe you. Would you like to watch us kill Fek? I would not, not really. like to see that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure we'll come up with something else. I would like to see you kill Fek. Oh, I was not expecting that. Yes, neither was I. <laughs> Okay, big boy. How about tomorrow at noon? Wonderful. We'll have um, drinks. Where? And... Oh, um, at the guild. I know you know where that is. You know, come on out in the back and we'll have some drinks and we'll kill Fack and it'll be a laugh. It'll be a good time. I'm Excellent. sure you'll enjoy yourself. You could bring Mara if you want to and, and your cat friends. Uh, yes, yes, that, well, that's entirely up to them. I don't think they are interested, though. We have business in the city that we need to finish up. Preferably quickly, because apparently we are not well-liked here. Oh, I think that'll change. I have lots of influence. Well, is part of that influence involved getting us into the Griffin's Perch? Well, I know a secret entrance in. Ah, yes. And you you have lived up to your end of the bargain, so I will live up to mine. That would be great. Thank you. On the cliff-facing side of the building, about halfway down, is a small iron gate. It is a drain that leads away from the scullery. On the first level of the, the basement of the building, all you need to do is climb up, pop that gate open, and shimmy inside. Now, mind you, it's uh, a tight fit, so your large friend may need to take his armor off. So, if you don't mind, I have a guild to run. 
Yeah, so what are you planning to do with, with this guild? She turns away from you and starts talking and walking out with the Silver Sister. Uh, excuse me, Rotot's gonna follow. <laughs> I, I, I'm just wondering, uh, what are your plans going forward? Two thieves peel off from the group that's standing there and put themselves between you and them. So they continue walking and you've got two thieves blocking your path. Okay, I want to walk through them. They're going to try to push back on you, so... <laughs> Come Strike on, don't check. fail me now. Okay, that's a 17. One of them you push past, and the second one is pushing against you. And you are pushing him back, but slowly. He turns to the, the people next to him. He's like, a little help here? And a few more thieves come over and start pushing against you. So now you have four thieves pushing against you. Excuse me, my good man, I just want to talk to uh, that woman and, and Silver Sister over there. Okay, another strength check. Oh, that's not as good. That's 13. Three of them you push past. One of them you just brush aside and he falls to the ground. And then really big, atypical looking thief. He's tall and beefy. He gets in your way and he stops you in your tracks and pushes you backwards. He shoves you hard. You'll have to make a dexterity check to see if you can stay on your feet. That is a 12. He shoves you backwards, but you stay in your... Silway's gonna run over and, and try to interfere. Rotan, it's, it's not worth it. Let her go. You can see her again tomorrow if you need to. Very well. Very well. All right. I can talk to her later. Yeah, let's not start a fight in against the entire guild all at once. Are there any other ways out? If you just wait a second, I think they'll let you go. They're just blocking you from following them directly. So as the crowd is starting to disperse, and the thieves are wandering out, and after a minute or so, the thieves that are standing in your way step aside and start wandering out themselves. You are free to go. You both misled me. About the guild? Yes. Well, we, I, we said I thought that this it. would destabilize the guild. You don't think it's destabilized with the leader being killed? Does not look that way to me. You know, I gotta side with Rotan on this one. They seemed way too eager to rally behind Celine. It's like feckin' a couple of assholes versus the entire guild. So we've replaced one awful leader with a leader with an eye patch. That does not bode well. Celine is not a bad leader or a bad person. But she is a thief. Yes, she is. And, and she, she did threaten to kill us. She's done some bad things in her life, and so have I. But she's she's much better than Feck. But let's be honest here. She's still a massive asshole. No, I'm going to disagree with that. She is cunning and ruthless, but she is not an asshole. Well, I will get a chance to determine that for myself tomorrow, I think. Because I'm going to meet with her at noon, and then that gives me enough time to... To prepare to go to the ball at the Brotherhood. Yes. The, the what with the, the ball? What? Oh, the Brotherhood are holding some kind of, um, shindig. I, th I think that's the word. So, some manner of soiree, and I've been invited. You had an invite to the Brotherhood? Of course I did. But the, the whole reason we did this quest was to get inside the building, and you're just going to walk right in. Is, is that why we did this? We should have coordinated Because I there. thought we were doing it to undermine the Thieves' Guild. We agreed to undermine the Thieves' Guild so that Selene would tell us how to get inside the Brotherhood. And, and you just got an invitation. Yes. 
So we all need to work on our communication skills. <laughs> uh, I would appreciate more honesty. So maybe, I guess Rotan was right. We could have just asked them to see the rock. Yes. Huh. And if I had understood what uh, what your true intentions were here, then uh, perhaps I would have realized the urgency in letting you know this information. I guess you have a point there. Now, I'm sure you had your reasons, but I I do wish you would be more forthcoming with me in the future. That's, uh, that seems fair. Mr. Scribbles, in his book, use smaller words. <laughs> 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 yes. Because I am 100% certain that Miss told Rotan everything about the plan. <laughs> Including, and she will help us get into, in exchange, she will help us get into the brotherhood. <laughs> there was a heavy implication that it would lead to the Thieves' Guild being weaker on the other side of this. That's I, just, I that's just all not I do not dispute that either. <laughs> As the people are milling out and you're near the front of it, you hear a voice from the back talking to somebody else say, Um... What are we gonna do with this body? Anyone? Are we just gonna leave it here? Hello? Yeah, so Rotan's gonna go back, go right through the tavern, and just go up to his room. He's going to close the door, he's gonna go over to the window, he's gonna close the window, and then he's going to turn to Gruber and say, Gruber? Oh, yes, sir? We have a lot of planning to do. I need you to go and buy all the ham you can find. I've got us a building to burn. Will Rotan prove the detective inspector wrong? Or right? Will Celine actually let them live? Will it be a hot time in the old town tonight? Find out next time on Multi-Class Theater. I would say it seems kind of, uh, you know, sketchy to just leave the corpse of their former guildmaster on the ground there, but, uh, well, you know what they say. No honor among thieves. You know what's really great is the corpse is still sitting up talking, I assume. He's like, y'all gonna leave me here? <laughs> no, no, he, uh, he actually went silent. <laughs> yeah. After he gave you those encouraging words. <laughs> but I'm still picturing him sitting straight up, like, looking around the room silently, like, you're all leaving? Just gonna leave me here? I come back. I feel Does anybody happy. Play a game? I feel happy. Anybody? Uh, anybody have a pinochle deck? Uh, Billy, I uh, I think this this spell lasts a little longer. I'm getting better. 